present and future of the Disneyland Resort. Welcome to Project 55. Welcome to Project 55, your gateway to the past, present, and future of the Disneyland Resort. I'm Chuck, and of course, I'm joined by Amy, live and in person, Amy. <laughs> We're in the same space. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. As you might tell from the our surrounding uh, ambience here, we are recording live again at Hungry Bear Restaurant here at Disneyland. Uh, I don't know, Amy, we just can't seem to get away from Hungry Bear. <laughs> Seems to be where I, we always end up. I mean, when you, you, you got to record a podcast, you need snacks. And, well, Hungry Bear had what I wanted to try. So, you know, it's convenient. Good seating. Quiet. Yeah. But it has nice, nice ambiance. Yeah. Coming by every once in a while. Yeah. So, you can't beat Hungry Bear. And, honestly, you can usually always find a table here, which is what I like about it. Yes. <laughs> because that's not always the case at Disneyland these days. Speaking of the train, here, here it comes now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the natives are restless, it sounds like. Oh my goodness. All right. That was a wild, yeah, that was Wild fancies. All right. Well, so you've been here for a couple days now. What uh, what have been the highlights for you so far? Well, my primary reason in coming here, of course, was to experience Halloween. You know, I, I've detailed many times now on this show that I love the Halloween season here. Uh, and, of course, to try all the food. I, I've so far, you know, we're about halfway into my trip. I've tried most of the things uh, as far as food uh, that I've wanted to try. There's certainly been uh, some highlights. Uh, a couple uh, disappointments, mm -hmm. which uh, I'll start. Uh, well, of course, we're going to start with the eats and treats because, you know, <laughs> how, how can I not? Because that's what we do. That's what we do. Uh, but a couple highlights for me. Uh, so I was able to try the full menu at Riverbell. You know, we talked about this a few weeks ago that they were adding some new brunch and dinner items there. So I was able to try uh, both brunch and dinner, not on the same day, of course. <laughs> that would, that, that would be a day. That yeah, would, yeah. yeah, definitely take a lot uh, out of you. But I, I started my, my trip with brunch at Riverbell. And I have to say that uh, brunch at Riverbell might be my new favorite overall uh, menu at the resort. There's a lot of tasty things. Uh, so I, the two things I was most looking forward to were the signature pancakes, the pumpkin spice pancakes. Okay. And then, of course, the burnt ends grilled cheese. Yes. Uh, which I've had in the past. It's making its triumphant return. 
And I'm happy to report that the Burnt Ends grilled cheese still lives up to my own personal hype. <laughs> I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, there's just something about the flavors of that sandwich. They go together so well. And they have this wonderful relish that just kind of brings the whole thing together. Um, so that, I'm pleased to say, uh, still, still a great option. If you've never tried it, highly recommend it. It does now come with Riverbell's home fries instead of uh, potato bites, which I'm a little sad about, but... Mm. Uh, which home fries, in case you're wondering, they're kind of like uh, curly steak fries, sort of, texture-wise at least. Are they kind of like the fries over at Smoke Jumpers? No, because those are more curly cue, like in the traditional sense. Mm. These are kind of more, I think like fat, like thick steak cut fries okay. uh, with a little bit of a curl to them. That's kind of the best way I can uh, describe them. Not bad by any stretch, but you know. But not, not tots. Not tots, not yeah. tots you know, but what is really. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. I was also able to uh, check out the pumpkin spice pancakes and those also uh, lived up to my expectations. Uh, and my expectations were lofty, so <laughs> very good. Uh, you could definitely taste the pumpkin. Of course, they have some cinnamon with it. Uh, but the real star of the dish for me is the uh, cream cheese frosting that they include with it because mm. that just brings everything up to the nth degree. And uh, yeah, they were quite tasty. So I would certainly go out of my way to try those again, uh, Riverbell and getting into a, a disappointment the dinner menu Riverbell didn't really do much for me I was mm. really looking forward to the burnt ends pasta didn't, didn't do it for me no what no. what about it was I just amiss. feel on paper it sounded so good but in actuality the flavors just didn't come together very well it, huh. The burnt ends just didn't, at least for me, it just didn't pair well with the type of pasta and the sauce that they used. Uh, it just kind of ultimately tasted, tasted rather bland. Just there wasn't huh. really a rich flavor to it. Uh, now, I could have maybe spoiled myself by having the burnt ends grilled cheese <laughs> the day before <laughs> uh, because that was burnt ends done right, at least for my palate. So, yeah, that left a lot to be desired. Uh, they did have a new... Uh, a new amazing plant-based appetizer though uh, it was these deviled uh, meatballs with this mustard barbecue sauce mm -hmm. now it was basically impossible meatballs but uh, the mustard sauce that was drizzled on them uh, was really tasty really tangy and uh, I actually enjoyed that I, I would totally order that again probably wouldn't get the burning pasta again though and if I had to choose I would totally pick the brunch menu myself uh, for some weird reason, the burnt-in grilled cheese is only available as brunch and not dinner. Huh, interesting. Uh, which is strange. I guess maybe because they feel they don't want two burnt-ins entrees. <laughs> I don't know, but... Hmm. It's just interesting because it was it used available to be dinner. for dinner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Huh. Uh, yeah, so... Me personally, if, if you're uh, wanting to decide between the two, I would go with brunch. I think there's better options, in, in my opinion. Uh, they took more time to kind of flush out the brunch menu than the dinner menu, so. As far as other highlights in my food journey here at the resort, <laughs> uh, I was able to try the Haunted Forest ice cream parfait at Smoke Jumpers Grill. Uh, which, if you remember our episode with the foodie guy, that was the cherry shake uh, with some brownie bits and things in it that I was really looking forward to trying because mm -hmm. I just love cherry-flavored ice cream. 
And yeah, this didn't disappoint. Uh, it looked really nice, has a, a good amount of cherries in it, mixed with uh, some brownie chunks, uh, along with the uh, cherry flavored ice cream. So it, that was definitely uh, refreshing. And you know, at the time when I had it, it was rather hot. You know, these SoCal October days. Our, our second summer. Second yeah. summer, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I was melting a little bit and you know, so was my ice cream, but it was delicious and it was certainly a nice cold treat. So mm -hmm. uh, I would highly recommend that one. Oh, and then of course, speaking of a cold treat, I was actually able to try the new uh, Blood Orange Dole Whip float with you the yes, other day. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, that was definitely fun. Uh, I know we had talked back before that, uh, you know, was this new Dole Whip concoction going to top the chili mango for me? <laughs> well, surprise, surprise, it did not. <laughs> Although, I will say it's probably my second favorite okay. uh, Dole Whip that I've had. Uh, I really loved the flavors together. I thought the strawberry Dole Whip paired with that blood orange aqua fresca, like the tartness with the sweetness. Yeah. Uh, it just hit together so well that, uh, yeah, they, they complemented each other uh, supremely well. And, uh, and I enjoyed it. And I'm, and I'm not usually someone who digs a Dole Whip float. So <laughs> I was a little apprehensive, uh, but I know you'd tried it previous and raved about it. So I knew I had to try it. And yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. So here's hoping that maybe, maybe the blood orange aqua fresca mm -hmm. sticks around for a bit, although I'm sure they would have to change the name. You're probably not going to call it blood orange post-Halloween. Right. But, uh, but hopefully something like that stays around because that, that was good. And, and it would actually get me to buy a, a, a float. So. And uh, like I said, the chili mango is still my tops, but this would certainly be second to it. And if I remember, you said that this the blood orange is your favorite, right? Is that your favorite? Yeah, now? I think it is my favorite because I mean, aside from just a plain, usually I'm a plain Dole Whip girl. Maybe I'll swirl in another flavor with the pineapple, but right. um, I, I I'm not a big fan of the float because for me personally, uh, the once you take the pineapple Dole Whip and add the pineapple juice, it's just it's too much. It's too sweet. Yeah. Um, it, it actually usually upsets my stomach because it's too sweet. But with this one, the blood orange agua fresca, like the tartness of that kind of counterbalances. It's not as sweet as the pineapple juice. So I feel like the balance is better for me. And it, yeah, it doesn't upset my stomach like the other one does. And... I just really like those flavors together. <laughs> um, they do. They do pair really well. Yeah, together, they just yeah. complement each other perfectly. They do. You know, I, I'm I'm not anticipating honestly that that this one will stick around. Unfortunately, but um, yeah, I most hope likely. it'd be it'd be nice if it, or maybe they'll bring it back. I don't know. I don't well, know how. That's other what people I'm hoping do. is they repackage it as something else. Yeah. And just keep that tart with the sweet, and I, I yeah, I'd, I'd be happy. It's a good choice. It's a good alternative to the standard dollop float. Mm -hmm. I agree. So that brings me around to Hungry Bear restaurant where we're here today. Hungry Bear also had uh, quite a few new items I wanted to try. Of course, they have the red pepper cheese sauce uh, that they've added to their onion rings and french fries, uh, as well as their uh, specialty cheeseburger now, I believe. Uh -huh. Got to try the onion rings and french fries. And I can say, 
French fries, a little underwhelming for me, mainly because I had the onion rings day one, right? And then uh, today I, I tried the French fries just because I wanted to compare and contrast, you know, as you do for science. <laughs> for science. <laughs> for science. And I can say, like, the onion rings were completely swimming in the red pepper cheese sauce. The french fries barely dipped their toes into water. Oh. Like, it was, like, barely drizzled. So I don't know if this may be a case of your mileage may vary, but didn't get a whole lot of the red pepper cheese sauce on the french fries. Uh, the onion rings certainly made up for it because, like I said, they were swimming in it. And the cheese sauce itself was not bad. Uh, I feel like I just didn't get an even experience in both accounts because my onion rings had so much that the onion rings started to get a little soggy. Oh. And it's just texture-wise for me, that's not I fun. wonder if, if too much of the, the sauce would have done the same thing to the french fries Most, most likely, yeah. yeah. There, there's definitely a happy medium, and maybe there's a reason they don't put as much on the french fries. Either way, I feel like too little on one dish, too much on the other. <laughs> so. Okay, but, but what I really need to know is, is that on the Amy scale of hot foods, spice-wise, what are we looking at? Like, can I handle it? Is it too spicy? Like, what's going on? I, it's definitely not too spicy. Okay. There's there's a little bit of a kick to it, but honestly, I, I would rate it on on a scale of one to ten. I would rate it spiciness maybe like a three. Like, oh, okay. It's, it's really not that hot. Huh. It just has a little bit of a tang, but it's not going to leave your mouth feeling hot or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, if you're a fan of like you know cheese sauces, I mean this is definitely. Uh, very similar to kind of like the uh, sort of texture-wise, you know, think Velveeta cheese, like melted Velveeta cheese, that kind okay. of thing. A little spicier than that, but yeah, it's not too bad. And then, uh, of course, the thing I was most looking forward to, the pumpkin churro funnel cake. I gotta say, now th this might be a case where that I just got a not great one, but I was very underwhelmed by it. Okay. And that uh, hurts my heart to say that because I was so looking forward to it because I've had a version of it in the past, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, maybe I'm just remembering this through, you know, a rose-colored stomach, but I remember it being really good. And this one, I just, I don't know, the flavor, I feel like the flavors were there, but they didn't uh, work together as well as in the past, as I remember. It almost felt like... Each one kind of was out there on its own, and they weren't really combining together very well, if that makes sense. Okay. So, I don't know. You you had the chance to try it as well. What, what did you think? I mean, mine was, it, it seemed pretty fresh. It was still warm when I ate it. I think that makes a big difference. It did, because mine was not as warm, so that, that yeah. made a huge difference. So, actually. I mean, the fresher it is, I think the better it is. The... Like, the favorite bites were the bites that had the ice cream and the whipped yeah. cream and the caramel and everything sort of all... Together. Yeah, melted together on top of the funnel cake. I feel like it was different. Like, what I remember having was different than this. And I don't know if it's because um, I felt like the funnel cake texture was thicker. Or, like, you know, the little blobbies of the... 
<laughs> funnel cake yeah. to make like the churro bits or whatever. Um, I feel like it was thicker for some reason. It did, it did yeah, it did seem thicker. Um, but that being said, I did enjoy mine. Um, I ate it all and I wasn't planning on eating it all. <laughs> uh, but that happened. It happened. And, yeah. I'm not, and I'm not mad about it. Like, the flavor of the ice cream is really, really good. Um, the, I will say, the, the pumpkin ice cream is the star of the show. Oh, yeah. Like, it's that is delicious. the reason to get the dish. It's for delicious. Sure. Yeah. For me, though, my recommendation, the flop for me was the, uh, the pumpkin chai tea latte. Okay, yes, I also tried that, which was another thing I was looking forward to. Me too. Because it looks beautiful. It looks great. It, it looks really great. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do it right now just to, like, see if it's changed. But A live taste test, yeah. I, again, nope. <laughs> nope. I All mean. Right. So, get into it. What, what, so, what is it not working for you? I mean, it was, it was beautiful. It really was. Like, the presentation, like, how oh, they a, make a it. Plus. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. I'm not sure if if the downfall here was me having it after having the funnel cake, and maybe it was just too much sweet. Um, mm, that's that, possible. That the sweetness was competing with the drink. I don't know, but for some reason, uh, the flavor of the drink is just off for me. It's it's very sweet. It's ridiculously sweet. It's uh, basically um, sugar on top of sugar uh, with a sprinkle of cinnamon. And and the flavor is just weird. Like it doesn't taste like regular. It doesn't taste like it. It does not taste like chai to me. <laughs> it, it, it yeah no I, um, I agree. It's it's a little a little off. And there's like, um, they put whipped cream on top and then they like sprinkle, there's something sprinkled on top of that. I can't recall what it is, but the sprinkly things didn't really work with me either. The whipped cream is all melted down now and the ice is starting to melt a little bit and I keep thinking that maybe the watered down version will be better. It's gonna somehow change. Um, and I keep sipping it, thinking that it's gonna change and I keep making the same ridiculous face every time. So I'm just really grateful we're not video recording this because, yeah. But, um, so I was a little disappointed that yeah. the chai wasn't what I had hoped it would be, but. You know, thumbs up on the presentation. It looks beautiful. Oh, yeah, it's it's super Instagrammable. <laughs> like you can tell. Uh, in fact, uh, when I ordered mine the other day, uh, the cast member who made it uh, was just beaming with joy. Like he took his time, and I watched him. Like he took his time drizzling make it everything look perfect. Yeah. to make it perfect, and it was a work of art. It really was. Uh, the taste, unfortunately, didn't match it. it and at least for me, unlike you, like I had mine with an actual dinner, so I was able to get through it at least two thirds of it. Uh, but then, yeah, it just, it, it became way too sweet. And it's one of those that, if you're thinking about it, I would highly recommend sharing it. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend doing it uh, all yourself, unless you really, really love super sweet things. Right. And, and I could probably make that same recommendation with the, ch the churro pumpkin funnel yeah. cake as well. Yeah. You, you don't get quite as much 
ice cream if you share, but <laughs> that's okay. Because um, they do the cute little like Mickey thing with the ice cream and the whipped cream right. as well. But it's it's sweet enough and big enough that you could totally get away with with splitting that with someone as well. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. All right. So that that's kind of the uh, my journey through food thus far. What I've tried. Uh, and then one last thing before we move on from Eats and Treats. Uh, I was able to revisit the uh, Haunted Mansion prefix meal at Cafe Orleans. So I got to try the wonderful uh, Haunted Mansion candle dessert again. Okay. Definitely held up. Loved it. Uh, I also was able to try their pasta, their jambalaya pasta for the uh -huh. first time. Hadn't tried it before. And that was actually very good. Uh, just enough kick and spice for me. Uh, and I and I love spicy food, so it, it was a it was a great overall experience once again at Cafe Orleans. So, yeah, you know, honestly, uh, I, I think the Haunted Mansion candle dessert might be my favorite dessert on the property on property right now. So, it's really good. So, if you're able to check that out, I, I can't recommend it enough. I think it's going to be here through November 9th. Hopefully they extend that out because uh, it makes sense to me to run it at least while they have Haunted Mansion holiday going, but uh, we'll see what they decide to do. It's probably like uh, as long as they have the supplies for it, they'll probably have it, mm -hmm. I'm guessing. But So before we get to our main topic today, which of course is going to be a round of lightning lane questions, uh, which seems to have become a tradition now whenever we record live in the resort, we just... Uh, yeah, I'd love to ask these fun questions of each other. And this is going to be a Halloween version, so it could get uh, really, really interesting. Well, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Well, let's hope we can come up with <laughs> come up with some good questions here on the fly. You know, it's not my strong point, but, uh, you know. That would, that's what makes it interesting. <laughs> um, oh, boy. But before we get there, I wanted to just briefly talk about my experience with Haunted Mansion Holiday. Now, Amy, have you had a chance to uh, ride it yet this year? I've been on it once, okay. yeah. So, two things that really stood out to me. Uh, of course, you know, the thing I look forward to every year is the gingerbread house that they create in the yes. ballroom. Uh, this year, it's just as elaborate as ever. Uh, I thought it was super impressive. Honestly, it boggles my mind how they're able to come up with fresh ideas every year. I mean, this version of the Haunted Mansion has been running for over 20 years now, so just think how many different gingerbread houses they've created over the years, and they've all been unique. They've all been spectacular and interesting uh, and I feel like you know as hard as, as this is to do they keep talking themselves they just uh, I mean this one is just huge immediately when you see it you're like uh, this is amazing <laughs> like, it's just amazing <laughs> The other thing that I really enjoyed in the attic scene, they added a, a Raleigh Crump tribute. So they brought in his little uh, candle man that he created. Originally, it was a concept drawing, I believe, for his Museum of the Weird concept back when that was going to be a thing. And I, I love, you know, that uh, they paid homage to him uh, with the little candlestick figure. 
Uh, Amy, have you had a chance? Did you see the little candlestick figure? I did. I wasn't paying attention okay. in that part. <laughs> I was still too distracted by the, <laughs> the ballroom scene. Got you, got so you. where is it? It's uh, it's on your left hand side. Oh, and okay. It's right by uh, the snake, uh, who, where his body's kind of coiled up. Uh -huh, Just uh -huh. on the other side of that, you'll see kind of a candelabra, and right next to that is the little candle oh, okay. man. He's really tiny in size, so it's very easy to miss him. But once you see him, you'll, you'll definitely notice him. <laughs> we'll put it that way. It's similar to like the the bride monkey. You know, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Like you'll all your eye will always be drawn to it. So I, I thought it was really awesome. I'm, I'm hoping that they find a way to keep that in the Haunted Mansion proper once it mm. uh, returns. So the Museum of the Weird, I, I still, I hope one day we get some sort of Museum of the Weird. Maybe, maybe they can incorporate some of that stuff in the new retail lo location they're building. Maybe we can get some uh, Raleigh Crump styled uh, things in there, but either way, I enjoyed it. As a Haunted Mansion buff, it was really fun to see. And I just, uh, I love Haunted Mansion Holiday. As much as I love Haunted Mansion Classic, uh, there's just something about going on this version of it that just puts you in a good mood <laughs> and it gets you ready for like both Halloween and Christmas which mm -hmm. which attraction can really say that like it's just such a unique experience uh, and I love it all right well let's move on to our featured conversation or deep dive here which is our round of lightning lane questions I look forward to these only because who knows where the conversation's gonna go. So I feel that uh, that adds an element of uh, surprise and intrigue and every other crazy adjective you could throw at it. But, <laughs> but Amy, we're gonna challenge ourselves. We're gonna try to keep this Halloween specific. We'll broaden it out. Any Disney related questions you have, Disneyland, film, TV, whatever it is. And as long as it centers around Halloween, I think it's fair game. Because I'm a gentleman, I will let you ask the first question. I hate that you do that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like putting me <laughs> in the fire first. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so we're just gonna jump in with a question about Disney villains. Okay, I like if it. If you were gonna watch two Disney villains go head to head, what do you think would be the most entertaining? <laughs> The most exciting. Who would you most want to see like go up against each other? Two Disney villains. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Now, is there is there any special rules to this match? Are we like having like a cage match or like a duel to the death or anything? Or is this just like? Um. It could be what I mean. Whatever. Whatever I want. Whatever to you do. want to see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. All right. I feel, and this is just off the top of my head, so I feel like it might be fun to pit Gaston against the evil queen from Snow White, only because they're the two most vain villains that uh, I can think of. Okay, uh-huh. And I feel like their battle would be interesting because, you know, Gaston... I don't know, it would, it would be, uh, you know, the Wicked Queen, of course, could pull out, you know, she has magic on her side and spells and things like that. Gaston has, Gaston. 
<laughs> so I don't know. It would be interesting, like brawn versus magic, I guess. But but mainly just the vanity of those two. I feel like that would be an interesting battle. And I feel like they definitely wouldn't like one another. So <laughs> I, I can see them fighting. I can see them fighting. All right. So yeah, Gaston and the Evil Queen. That would be an interesting matchup. Nice. So my uh, my first question to you. This, this is a Disneyland Resort based question. And I don't know, maybe this is gonna be hard, maybe it's gonna be super easy. For me, I would have to think about it for a second, but it would ultimately be rather, rather easy. But Haunted Mansion, are you Haunted Mansion Holiday or Haunted Mansion Classic? Like if you could only Ooh. have one, what would you choose? And there is a right answer, by the way. <laughs> Um, well, I'm going to say classic. Okay. That takes the right answer. You did. I know. (laughs) I, I, and I say that mostly because, I mean, it's the classic. Um, I love Haunted Mansion Holiday, but, um... It makes things a little bit crazy over there, first of all. That, yes, definitely. So that's, I mean, that's part of, like, I want to ride Haunted Mansion, but I can't because... <laughs> it's a 120-minute wait. Yeah, everybody yeah. and their mother is in line for Haunted Mansion Holiday. Right. And um, on the flip side, I will say that I think Haunted Mansion Holiday is a little bit more kid-friendly. It's a little less scary um, if I'm here in the parks and I've got, you know, a friend's kid with me or something. Um, It's a little less scary than the original Haunted Mansion is. That I will give to you for sure. Um, It's certainly more family-friendly. Not not to say the original Haunted Mansion is only for, like, adults or teenagers or something like that, but, yeah, it it certainly is more kid-friendly. Yeah. I would agree. Um, But there's parts of the like I love Madame Leota scene for the original yes. the script and everything for that part it's, like it's classic I, I start to miss that after a while <laughs> so yeah I would definitely have to say original Haunted Mansion okay that's, that's, that's a good answer that's a good answer <laughs> uh, luckily we don't have to choose like we get them both and yeah. they're both amazing so there you go what or where is the scariest place or thing in all of Disneyland? And you can make the definition of scary <laughs> whatever you would like it to be. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. No. Uh. Oh. oh, okay. All right. Well... I'll, I'll give you, like, scary in terms of, like, ambiance and then scary in terms of just uh, my own personal, like, hell, I guess. <laughs> my own personal hell first would be the uh, Mad Tea Party, the teacups. Oh, Only because uh, my body just does not. Yeah. When I was a kid, all about it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Right. As an adult, hate it, hate it, hate it. My body <laughs> just hates it. The last time I was on that... Um, yeah, it took it took me a good solid hour plus to recover from it. Me and the teacups just don't get along anymore. So that that's scary to me. Anyone time somebody brings that up, I'm just like my stomach immediately just starts grumbling. I'm like, oh no, here we go. So 
that would be my own personal scare. <laughs> as far as ambiance, I, I guess I would have to give it, I mean, I, I guess this is sort of a cliche answer, but I would have to give it to the Haunted Mansion itself. I mean, at least the classic version, uh, it does get pretty dark, especially, you know, the stretching room, we have suicide mentioned there <laughs> and shown, uh, which I, I don't know how it gets a little any darker than that, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that, that would probably win out for me. And, and just the ambiance itself, I think there's a lot of a uh, creepy areas uh, to be explored <laughs> in the Haunted Mansion. And then you, of course, you know, you, it's like fun, spooky, creepy, but it, it certainly has a vibe. And I, I would say now that uh, Tower of Terror converted to... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, I, I think Haunted Mansion is probably your main source of creepiness in the, or kind of that atmosphere in the park. So yeah, that'd be my answer. Gotcha. Nice. All right. Here's, a, here's an interesting question for you. So thinking back to uh, all past Halloweens, what has been the best Disney-themed Halloween costume you've seen? It can be at the park or just, you know, somebody uh, at your door trick-or-treating. Mm. It was a Disney costume. Do you recall, like, an, a really elaborate costume that just uh, really impressed you? Huh. Well, um, the most elaborate costume? I can't remember what year it was. I came to uh, the Mickey's Halloween party. Okay. And there was a family that did uh, Haunted Mansion. Oh. So it was literally like all the characters. I don't know if it was a whole family or a group, you know, that coordinated everything together or what, but it was everything from, you know, the the tightrope walker, Mm. all the different like characters in the the stretching portraits, and then also like the ballroom dancers and Madam Leota, like they did all the characters and they all looked amazing. Um, okay, that's cool. So that was probably the most like thought out one that I can think of. That's really cool. I haven't seen, I haven't had the pleasure of seeing a Haunted Mansion group, but you know, we talked about this before, like those group costumes, man, they get really elaborate. And when you uh, can branch out into like a, a fun, unique theme of characters, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's quite something. It's quite well, something. I feel like most people who come to the Halloween parties here really do think out their costumes well. And even if they're not Disney, like I've seen some really cool non-Disney costumes yeah. at parties as well. So um, I know this year I saw uh, the Adams Family, which was cool. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually sat next to them on the tram. <laughs> so nice. It was coming back to Disneyland, so... That was certainly fun. Uh, of course, Adam's family, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of Adam's family, families out there this year, uh, thanks to the, the uh, wonderful uh, Wednesday Netflix yes, series. Yes, yes. Okay. No, I, I like that, though, man. A Haunted Mansion group would be really cool. I've, I've yet to experience that, but that, that would be awesome. Okay. So, you have access to all of Disney's costumes to choose your Halloween costume. Okay. All right. What are you going to choose to dress up as? What are, yeah, who, who, who do you choose to dress up as if you have access to all of Disney's uh, costumes? Wow. Okay. 
That's a that's an interesting. So Absolutely we're, anything. We're, so we're talking time. about like from film costumes to part costumes, sure. all of that stuff. Anything, Any, anything yep. and everything. Anything. Huh? Okay. Wow. What what Halloween costume are you picking? You know, I think what I would choose, just because I feel it would be so unique and people would certainly pause when they saw me mm -hmm. uh, in a good way, not the normal way. <laughs> uh, I would probably choose the Headless Horseman costume they use for the Oogie Boogie Bash Parade. I would love to, because I just think it looks so cool. Oh, okay. And who wouldn't want to be the Headless Horseman just walking down, yeah. going trick-or-treating? Can you imagine like, trick-or-treating as a Headless Horseman? Come on. You would definitely, you would definitely draw attention for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that would be my, that'd be my answer. Headless horseman, I think that'd be really cool. All right. So my question to you now, we recently had a Fab Five where we talked about our favorite Disney Halloween themed uh, pieces of entertainment on currently on Disney Plus, right? Okay. Outside of those that we chose, I'm curious, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? What's what's something that you watch on Disney Plus for Halloween every year that maybe someone wouldn't expect? I feel like everything I watch is very expected. <laughs> like, I'm... All right. You're an open book, huh? When it comes to your Halloween entertainment? I mean, I watch the pretty much the same things every year. Um, okay, well, let's spin it this way then. Is there something that we did not mention in our Fab Five that you previously that you watch every year? Let's see. I mean, of the things that... I'm basically fishing for recommendations for myself, so, you know. Um, I do watch The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. That okay. is one uh, that, That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, yeah. I do watch that one. Bringing it back to the Headless Horseman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they also have Once Upon a Time, the TV show, on there as well. Okay. Um, I, 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 I enjoyed that show. It, some of it got a little weird, but I still like powered through and kept watching it. I, I really, I really enjoyed like the first two seasons or so, and then it started getting a little off the rails for me. But yeah, I, I have watched that, so I don't know. Um, the one thing that I haven't watched that I really want to watch that's on there is uh, the Disney Cruella movie, oh, the live you, action. Oh, you haven't seen that? I haven't, okay. I haven't okay. seen that. Um, I think you're in for a treat. I enjoyed it. They also have Into the Woods in there. Mm, right. And um, I love Chris Pine in in his role <laughs> as Prince Charming. Um, <laughs> Agony is probably one of my favorite songs in, in that version. Um, I, I do love me some Into the Woods. I feel like that's really all that I've... Most of my go-to Halloween movies, the majority of them actually aren't Disney, so... Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. That's interesting. We won't, we won't judge you too harshly. It's okay. No. It's okay. No, I mean, Hocus Pocus I watch every year. Like, yeah. But the rest of the movies that we, we, we have, like, a... 
a playlist of, of Halloween movies that we watch every Halloween, so to speak. Most of them aren't Disney. Gotcha. So. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. There's definitely some good, uh, some good additional options uh, for Halloween viewing on Disney+. Plus. So, all right. Let's say we each do one more question, and then we'll uh, wrap things up here. Okay. Let's say that you are coming to Disneyland to get whatever it is that you're handing out for trick-or-treating. Okay. What Disneyland treats is the best Halloween treats for trick-or-treaters. All right. Well, normally I would say the pickles, but I feel the trick-or-treaters <laughs> wouldn't appreciate that, so... Okay. Right, we, we won't go that route. Hmm, for trick-or-treating, okay. Well, I think you can't go wrong with the classic Mickey bat cookie. I think that's certainly a staple, and I think kids would certainly appreciate that. I, I would certainly be the best house in the block, you know, <laughs> giving out those. Yeah, most of the treats, like, I just can't. Like, how do you hand out, like, a funnel cake? It's like, <laughs> most of the things I eat, I'm like, they, they wouldn't make a good trick-or-treat. I feel, too, like, kind of classic staples. Uh, there's the peanut butter sandwich. Even even with its recent uh, changes, I, I still think it's pretty, pretty good, especially if you love peanut butter. Uh, and then, of course, there's the churro toffee, I think would be fun to hand mm. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I think those would probably be those would probably be my my choices. Those three things. The Mickey Bat Cookie, peanut butter sandwich, and the churro toffee. I, I think uh, I think kids would definitely uh, be talking about my house. <laughs> okay, so my last question to you. Disneyland Resort Halloween as an overall experience if you had to only go to one park DCA or Disneyland for Halloween which one are you choosing now this is not an oogie boogie bash we'll take that out of it but just as a standard offering decorations experiences everything combined okay uh, only go to one park for the year which where are you going which one would you choose for your halloween fix and why i would choose disneyland okay because haunted mansion holiday yeah. That, does, that does kind of unfairly tip the scales to Disneyland, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, because for me, it's the you know, taking the picture with the Mickey pumpkin, going on Haunted Mansion holiday. There's a lot of um, nostalgia and Main classic, Street decorated yeah. with all the pumpkins and the orange bunting, like... Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me, let me sweeten the pot for DCA then. So let's say if you choose DCA, you get Oogie Boogie's Bash as well. Okay. Would that would that change things for you? I mean, maybe. Yeah. Leaning Disneyland. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Because Oogie Boogie's Bash, I've only been to one, as I've mentioned, but it is very impressive. Like the treat trails that they erect, I, I think are just super detailed. 
and some of the great character opportunities you have there, you know. I mean, the characters, yeah, on the one hand, you have the characters for sure. Like, that would be exciting. I could care less about the candy. I, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, Disneyland, you have Halloween screams as well. Right. And Haunted Mansion Holiday. Yeah. So I, Those I are don't two know. compelling reasons. <sighs> well, I know me, I would I think I would ultimately land at Disneyland even in light of now, of course, you know, I, I'd want to do both, but if I could only do one, I'd probably go Disneyland only because as you mentioned, there's just so much classic Halloween memories tied up here with the Mickey Pumpkin, Haunted Mansion Holiday, Halloween Screams, like it's just uh it's every time i come here for halloween it's just like a nice like warm embrace from a familiar friend you know (laughs) like it it just uh i know what to expect and i love it and you know even the new things are welcome surprises from in most cases so yeah i think ultimately i would probably yeah i I would choose disneyland Mm. But the addition of Oogie Boogie Bash certainly makes it uh, a lot harder of a choice, for sure. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's a good place to end things. So now it's time for Amy and I to say goodbye, but we hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And if you did, the best way to ensure your adventures continue is to subscribe and follow the show. You can find out how to do that at helloproject55.com. And we would love to connect with you in between episodes on our Instagram. You can find us at Hello Project 55. Don't forget to tag us in any of your Disneyland adventures. We would love to see what you're up to when you come to the parks. And uh, with that, uh, our time here at Disneyland comes to a close. But I honestly, I absolutely look forward to these live recordings. <laughs> it's one of my favorite, mainly because we just, uh, it's fun, like, actually recording in person with you, Amy. <laughs> Versus staring at a screen, yes. You're right. Uh, and plus, you know, there's just something fun and, yeah, the, and the, the energy here, just being able to record in the actual resort as we're talking about Disneyland, uh, there's just something special about that already looking forward to the next trip next live broadcast but until then uh, we'll be back next week with more exciting disneyland experiences until then take care and we'll see you real soon